Are you cruising through life not always knowing what direction you were headed? Let Live On Purpose with Dr. Paul Jenkins be your guide. Live On Purpose will give you insights into your life and show you how you can become the driver and captain of it. No more aimless wandering. By learning the principles that govern happiness and wealth, you will be able to make personal progress that you have only dreamed possible. And now, here's your host, the shrink who expands your life, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life, bringing you another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And I'm excited to be here again. As always, this is one of the funnest things that I do. I think I checked recently, and the word funnest is official now. We can use that one. <laughs> I haven't even introduced my guest yet, and I'm trying to goad him into saying something. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about who's in studio with me here today. This is the funnest time I've had in a long time. And you're going to have a funner time in just a minute. Good. We, we are having fun today at Live on Purpose Radio. I have with me today George Wright. Welcome, George. Thanks. It's great to be here, Paul. It is awesome to have you here. People may not recognize your name unless they grew up in the same town that you and I did. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a long ways back there to uh, good old Heber Valley. Heber City, Utah. I grew up with George years ago. We're not even going to mention how many. Is that okay with you? Yeah, my kids make guesses at it all the time. Well, it used to be that dinosaurs roamed Heber, and you and I remember that. So uh, we grew up in the same... Same small town, and I reconnected with George recently uh, in an interesting way. Now, you might remember a couple of episodes of Live on Purpose Radio that I did with some thought leaders in the area of uh, PR, marketing, uh, social networking. I, I've had interviews with David Meerman Scott, with Phil Myers, some of these guys who are leading the industry and helping us to understand the new media and this form of communication called the Internet that has changed everything. And we're going to talk about that a little bit on today's show. George is currently the vice president of marketing and sales for a company, little bitty company right here in Utah County called Blendtec. Now, some of you may recognize that name immediately, especially if you have followed YouTube at all. There is a YouTube phenomenon that has happened in the the past months, and I'm not even sure exactly how long. It's been a couple of years, maybe, yeah, that you've been doing this. A couple of years. Good story. A uh, little campaign called Will It Blend. If you haven't seen Will It Blend yet, you, you're you missing out. You've got to <laughs> go see this. We'll put up some links on the on the site, but you know, it's not hard to find. You can go through Google, um, just type in the phrase, will it blend or go to YouTube, type in, will it blend? You're going to find these videos. And George is the man behind this marketing, uh, idea. We'll call it an idea for now. I don't know that it started as a strategy. Uh, well, it, you know what? It, 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 we'll go right into that. Yeah. Absolutely. Everything starts as an idea. Of course, right. it's how you build on that as to how you strategize and eventually get down to objectives and tactics. What you do with your ideas and what you can create with them. Correct. So you, you're the guy who came up with this idea. It right. has been listed by Entrepreneur Magazine as one of the top 13 marketing ideas of all time. When you view these videos, you'll see why. 
And you'll get a little insight into the personality of George Wright, too. <laughs> well, mostly, hopefully, you'll have a little bit of fun while you do this. <laughs> well, you know what, George? Didn't surprise me at all when I found out you're behind this stuff. And I didn't even know you were until I saw your little cameo appearance in the Co-Chicken episode. <laughs> well, we just don't take our... You can't take yourself too seriously these days. If you can't have a little bit of fun, then nobody's going to want to talk to you. I tell you, if you're not having fun, you're doing something wrong. Right. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so this is George Wright, and he has become a thought leader in the industry of social media. He travels the world. I just uh, was able to rope you in after you got back from Ireland, right. where you gave a number of presentations over there right. on was these there in, topics. In Belfast, we talked to people about social media and what's happening mm -hmm. and how the world has changed around us and how can companies keep up with this and leverage it. It's Okay, so you're one of these heretics that's out there preaching that the world has changed, huh? <laughs> you know, there, there are people that used to say that uh, the world hasn't changed, and they usually ended up with the dinosaurs someplace. You know, yeah. things change. That's always absolutely will. right. And this, this uh, campaign that you did with Will It Bland is a great example of how the new world works. Right. It, it's, in my opinion. It's a, picture, it's a picture into the way we evolve. We've evolved quite a bit. And, you know, you don't even have to go beyond your own experience. I mean, look back at your own life today. What did mm -hmm. you do today? Mm -hmm. How, what messages seem to cut through the clutter to, to your inbox or to your phone or to whatever? And, and how were you informed of, of all of the things going on around you? You know, it mm -hmm. used to be if a plane touched down in the Hudson River that you waited till the 10 o'clock news that night before you really knew about it. That was after the TV came into being. Correct, correct. Remember you and I grew up in the days of the dinosaurs. <laughs> you had tablets, you know, <laughs> chisels. You have to wait for the Pony Express to bring that puppy across. <laughs> well, this is just an example of some right. of the changes that have occurred in our world. Right. And uh, George, you and I were talking before, before we started the show today about the printing press. And if you go back that far, there was a time in our world where information was owned and controlled by royalty, by the elite, by the upper-ups and the mucky-mucks. Right. And the printing press changed that and made the printed word available on a, on a broader spectrum to a lot more people. And a lot of people hated the printing press. You look mm -hmm. back at all of the consternation that that caused. I mean, people hated it. Right. And, and they fought against it and tried to stop it. And you can't stop communication. You just can't stop mm -hmm. it. Well, and I think their fear was, what are people going to do right. with the knowledge that they can get? What if it's used for something bad? And it will be. Yeah. There's, there's no question about it. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you throw out the baby with the bathwater. And, right. and the people who fought against the printing press, they mm -hmm. are just a little footnote in the history books. Obviously, That's we all right. know where that went and, and how it changed our lives. And it made our lives better. Yeah, we now mm -hmm. have more decisions as to what we want to read because just because something shows up in print, in ink, doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Or it's valuable. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it just means it's there. And so you have That's to right. associate value to, to whatever it is you're being communicated, regardless of the format. So with the advent of the internet and with blogging and podcasting and YouTube and all of the ways that we now become, we literally become the media. Yes, we do. We do. You can communicate. A 14-year-old in his bedroom can make a video and upload it to YouTube, and he can be 
on top of the world. He can be on the 10 o'clock news. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's, it's so, it's so changed. You can, you can pull up to, to a police officer that's pulling someone out of a car and videotape something that looks inappropriate. And you can be on the national news that night. We've all mm-hmm. become in some sense reporters. That's exactly right. And that increases our power. In fact, I'll come back to that in a little bit. I've got a few thoughts I want to develop there. George, would you take just a few minutes for those listeners who are not familiar with Willett Bland, and even for those who are, here's the guy behind the whole thing, you guys, and I want to hear his perspective on where this came from. What? Just tell us the story. Would well, you do that? When I, when I started with, with Blendtec, I, I recognized right away that we have amazing products, bought into the product totally. Now, Blendtec is a blender company. We make blenders. And there we, you go. We don't just make blenders. They're amazing, amazing blenders. And typically, if you're going to get out your message about your blenders, you go and you interrupt people's lives with advertisements and with mm-hmm. all kinds of things. You spend yeah, a lot of money. knocking on their door. Right. You, you spend a lot of money to get your message in front of people. And that was the one thing that we did not have was money. And, and mm-hmm. so we had an amazing product or it doesn't have to be a pro- it can be a service. It can be anything. But in this case, we had Just an amazing product. Call it an offering. Maybe. It's whatever, whatever it is you're bringing to the world. Right. But nobody mm-hmm. knew about it. It was, it, it was blind. People couldn't see, didn't know it existed. So at that point in time, um, we're, we're trying to determine, okay, how do we get out the word? How do we let people know? That, that we've got this amazing machine. So I would make calls to networks, food networks, and other, other places where they would, you know, review these types of products. And I would tell them, guys, we've got the most amazing machine. Can I send one to you? Do you want to do a review on it? How can I work with you mm-hmm. to, to simplify people's lives? And they'd say, you know, I'm not so interested in you sending me a blender, but why don't you talk to our advertising guys? And why don't you, you know, buy an ad to get your message out just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so we kept running into all of these brick walls and it's like, okay, how do you break through? What do you do? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, as, as we were going through that at the same time, I'm trying to build up a brand and to associate everything in the right way so that we mm-hmm. look like we're cohesive. And while I was going through this and we were putting all of our literature together and branding ourselves and making it look like we're a single company, I happened across a room where I saw wood shavings on the floor. And, uh, mm. learned that the owner of the company, Tom Dixon, um, he designed the equipment when he would make adjustments to it, when he would change it, the bearing or the blade or any component of the machine, mm-hmm. he would literally go run that up to full speed, take a two by two board, and he would just jam it into the blender and try to break it. Try to break the blender. Tried to break it. Extreme uh-huh. testing. And it blended the board. And that's where the siren went off in my mind that, wow, this is amazing content. That's really cool. Let's leverage this. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so Tom's in there blending boards to test the machine. Right. And something clicks in George Wright's mind about, wait a minute. That's going to make sense to people. Yeah. I want to watch this. If, if he can't break it with a board... It's going to hold up just fine while I'm making my smoothie. Right, right. I, I want to watch this. You know, in my mind, I'm thinking, next time he does this, I want to watch it. And then my marketing sense kicks in and says, no, next time he does this, I, I want, want to film this. To watch. And yeah. I want to share it. And I want other people to see how amazing this machine is. Because quite frankly, I could speak till I was blue in the face and talk about 
the machine, the motor, the blade design, the electronic controls, all of those things. Blah, blah, blah. People don't care. That's right. But if I take 50 marbles and I put them in a blender and push the smoothie cycle, (laughs) they care. They will watch that. (laughs) Or an iPhone. (laughs) Or Bic lighters. (laughs) You're doing stuff that shouldn't be allowed. Well, and and we do say don't try this at home. (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs) For some of this stuff, but, you know, that's part of the fun. Well, okay, so this is is the story behind where this thing started. What, What really grabbed my attention about Will It Blend? is that people aren't people aren't necessarily out there trying to find out all the specs on a blender to decide what they're going to buy but people in general are really wanting to receive value and to receive it at the lowest cost possible the videos that you've created are entertaining they're just fun <laughs> yeah and weird and fun that's part of it. they're real they're real and that, that just grabs people's attention and delivers value first. Right. Now they know what they're getting. That's what I want to come right back to after this next break. I need to pray if you want to change the path you're on. I need to wake up. I forgot Thank you for joining me for the Live on Purpose radio podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit my website, drpaul.org, to get connected with other tools for you and your family. There you will find links to my weekly e-zine, Empower, Harnessing the Power of the Mind, and to the free Parental Power Teleconference that I host every week with my wife, Vicki. You can also check out upcoming events or pick up powerful information products. Feel free to contact me directly with questions, comments, or to book me for your company or private event. Email me through drpaul at liveonpurposeradio.com. This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com. Morebetterbooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on morebetterbooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hit messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great. These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. Okay, George, you've discovered something. I don't know if you discovered it. Not I, like no. Columbus discovered America. No, anyway. no. This is, the Indians were already here. We've been communicating this way for years and years. The tools have just yeah. changed. They're new, new ways, new powerful ways to get the message out. 
So you deliver value first. Yes. Now, what do people value? People value content. Okay. They value a blender too, right? Well, sure, sure. You, the product is amazing. It, it's amazing. They want to. They want to have that. They want to understand how it affects their life. They want to. They want to be able to use it to make their bodies healthy or do whatever. And you know what? Some people make the mistake that they go out and they try to sell their product first. You have to build a brand first. You have to build brand equity, is is what we call it in marketing, and it's mm-hmm. value. It's it's it. It ends up with total cost. You know, I mean, it's not just about the purchase price. It's about mm-hmm. how can this make value to my life? If, if you're big That's time right. into health, you need, a, you need a blender. If you're big time into entertaining other people or if you love milkshakes, if that's what you want, you know, you need a good piece of equipment to do that for you. And mm-hmm. so the value is out there. People have that in their lives, but the, sometimes they can't connect the dot as to how does this thing affect my life? How will it? make my life better. The thing that's going to help you to stand out. And I want, I want each of you as you're listening to this, to just think about what is your offering? What is it that you're trying to share with the world? And for George, it's a blender. Okay. Not just any blender. This is the blend tech blender. You bet. And and that's part of the brand. This, This can blend marbles. And that's how you create the brand. I call this the brand promise. When someone hears your name, they associate it with a value, a value, a promise, right. something that they can expect to, to be delivered from you. Correct. But bef- even before that, George, you, you look at these videos you've put together for YouTube through Will It Blend. That's delivering value of a different kind. Talk about that. We, do we discuss this during the break just a little bit? What, uh, what happens is our lives are so bombarded by messaging and everything else. There's, there's all of this stuff out there. And how do you break through the clutter and connect with people and communicate? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing is if you can break through everything else by whatever way, by whatever means, so that you can actually communicate in a reasonable, sensible way with people and provide content to them then that's mm-hmm. value to them. Now, uh, we, we love, you know, our lives are filled with, with information gathering, you know, um, and it used to be that we'd watch the news or we would read the newspaper or periodicals or other things like that. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and we would love that. We would go there because there was always value to our lives. We could gather information. We could learn something new. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden there, you know, for, for as long as these mediums have been there and people have been communicating, there have been companies saying, wow, I would like to get in front of these people. You know, all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. all of these people are going and reading these uh, magazines or periodicals or watching television. How do I associate my value in there? How do I get my messaging in there? Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden they're paying these communicators to interrupt their audience's schedule. So Mm -hmm. now, now they're, they're paying money in terms of advertising to interrupt someone else's content Mm-hmm. so that they can try to get some sales. And it's an effective model. It's worked very well for a long time. Mm-hmm. The, the, the challenge that we have now is all of these things have changed. The newspapers are, are struggling. All of a sudden, we're getting our information yeah. online. You, you subscribe to things. You give your permission and say, you know, this is a particular stock I'm interested in. I would like that sent to my inbox every day. Mm-hmm. Or that's right. Or you know what? The ten o'clock news. I do want to watch it before I go to bed. But you know what? I'm going to 
turn on the television at uh, 10 o'clock and I'm just going to push the pause button and I'm going to go tuck in the kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go tuck in the kids and do my family stuff and everything else. Going to tuck in the kids, lay down, watch the news, and I'm going to flip through those commercials and I'm going to watch a half hour newscast in, you know, 15 to 20 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. Skip the stories you don't want to hear. Right. And now there's value to your life. You've been able to eliminate some of these interruption-based things. And and all of mm. the new tools that we have are are doing exactly that. They're giving us the choice to listen to what we want to hear and only what we want to hear. For and, If you're marketing a product right. or a service, that's your biggest nightmare if, if you're an advertising-based company, because now you've been thinking like an advertiser and interruption-based for so long, now how do you begin to make the transition to, I want to produce content. I want to produce something of myself that people will give their permission and come and view by themselves without me trying to interrupt their, their schedule. Mm-hmm. That's what you've accomplished with Will It Blend. Will It Blend is content. We view it as something that people want to watch. We've got over a quarter million subscribers, which, mm-hmm. which is a fun thing. I mean, with a podcast, with anything you do, if you produce good content, people will subscribe and they mm-hmm. will now give you permission to market to them and to provide value to their life. And they will go out and suggest to their friends and their associates that they give you permission to. Right. Because it's added value to their life. Sure. We went out to, to dinner the other night with some couples, a couple of couples in our, in our neighborhood mm-hmm. and we wanted to go get sushi. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can read ads in the newspaper about sushi and you mm-hmm. can try and find out who's got the prettiest ad, who's saying the right things, who's doing everything the way mm-hmm. that it should. Mm-hmm. Or you can listen to your friends and say, you know what? I've been there before. I love their sushi. It's the best in town. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Now, we're, who are you going to trust? You're going to trust Your people friends. you know. And that's and that's right. why Will It Blend has been so successful because we've been able to create value that people love and enjoy. They're more than happy to share that with their friends, mm-hmm. which now has more credibility because mm-hmm. it's being presented by someone that they trust. That's right. And the value is delivered right up front. Okay, the value of the blender isn't delivered right up front. They have to go purchase that. Correct. But the value of the content, and when you said earlier that we're we're constantly gathering information. See, people are information gatherers. That's what you do. You walk into a fast food restaurant. What's the first thing you do? You gather information. Right. You survey the menu. You might know going into it what you already want, but that's because of your experience. But the first thing you've got to do is gather information. You've got to have enough information to make a decision. And I think this is where a lot of marketers fall down. They don't realize that people are not looking for the product. They're looking for information that will help them to make a decision. Right. They, they, want, they want to know something. That's, they don't want their lives interrupted with meaningless chatter. We've got so much noise in our lives already. Yeah. They want to cut to the quick of what they really want. So let's uh, let's go to the social media for just a minute. As we talk about the tools, the tools that are coming out nowadays allow us to do a, a couple of interesting things with our communication. In fact, I was looking at a few just online earlier today as I'm looking at um, some alternatives for video conferencing and, and uh, getting myself 
in front of some people who don't live here locally right. to do what I do. You can do that for free. That, it's amazing, isn't it? It's it's really amazing. And as we get into this discussion, I wanted to have just a little chat about power tools. <laughs> and you're going to chuckle because I, I uh, warned you about this. Beforehand, you and I had an interesting experience when we were both working in a little different industry. Right, right. Uh, George and I, several years ago, were both working in a ladder factory. Building aluminum ladders. For Hal Wing out in Springville. Yeah. Wing Industries. And these little giant ladders are fantastic. I've still got one up at my house. Yeah. Um, it would be hard to make one of those with hand tools. Don't you agree? Well, you, you couldn't make them consistently. No, not at all. So we had these huge power tools, presses and things like that. And you got hurt in one one day. <laughs> I dragged you off to the hospital and we gathered up part of your finger in a little bag and took it too. It was pretty awesome. When I finally did awake after I'd been passed out for, I don't know, it must have seemed, felt like I woke up from a wonderful night's sleep. Uh-huh. I saw a light right over my head. It just You it, thought you'd made it. Yeah. And, and I look and I'm trying to figure out as as the... The fuzz washed away and I could see it wasn't really a light. It was just the middle inside of a circle. There were a whole bunch of people standing around me and they were all hunched over. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so it just made these dark bodies. And right in the middle of their heads was this blue sky ring uh-huh. bright. As you were looking up. <laughs> well, you, yeah. anyway, power tools are dangerous. Isn't that true? They can be. They absolutely well, you can. say there can be. They are. Yeah, sure. Right? By their nature, because they're powerful. Right. And this is just like fire. You know, is fire a good thing? Sure. Well, yeah. I mean, we cook our food, we heat our homes. <laughs> but if it gets out of the fireplace or if it's misused, it, it it has such power that it can be very destructive. And a lot of things in our world are are like that. Power tools are like that. Sure. And as I introduce uh, concepts related to the new media, social networking, computers, the internet, to people who aren't used to it. Sometimes their initial response is, ooh, I don't want to go there. And it's because it's so powerful, but the power tools will also allow you to do some phenomenal things that you couldn't do without them. It, it will. And, you know, it's, I, I would just say from my own perspective as a parent, as, as new tools come out, you can guarantee one thing's for sure. Your kids are going to probably figure them out before you do. They mm-hmm. they are so quick to adapt to these new tools. They love it. They uh, have you ever watched a fourteen year old communicate with text messaging or other things like that? It's mm-hmm. it can be a scary thing and it can be intimidating for a parent. Um, that's even the more reason why we need to keep up with the things and tools that our kids are using, so mm-hmm. that we can understand mm-hmm. them. And you know what? We can communicate. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I, I love to text message my son. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's so much better than a phone call now. I can do it in the middle of a meeting. You know, it's, it's just a wonderful tool. But, That's right. But for people who look at that and say, wow, this is a scary thing. I don't dare use it. Let's just not do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's that's a recipe for disaster as well. Because now you're choosing to mm-hmm. to not embrace the new and the change and, and, and the way we're communicating. And you'll find yourself mm-hmm. very quickly obsolete. Do you remember the old story from Dr. Seuss about the Zacks? It was it was about these. There's a north going Zacks and oh, a south going Zacks. That's right. And there happened one day when they came to a place where they met face right. to face. Neither one of them would turn. They wouldn't budge. They wouldn't go an inch to the east, not an inch to the west. I'm going to stay here on my. 
And uh, one of them said, you know what? I'll stand here not budging. I can and I will if it makes you and me and the whole world stand still. Then the narrator says, well, the world didn't stand still. The world grew. In a couple of years, the new highway came through, and they'd build it right over those two stubborn Zacks and left them there standing, unbudged in their tracks. That's what we're up against, George. You're right. We'll be right back. In a time of drastic change, it is the learners who inherit the future. The learned usually find themselves equipped to live in a world that no longer exists. Eric Hoffer This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. Are you walking on million-dollar ideas? Richard Reb walks on his $80 million idea every day. In fact, 600 million people walk on Richard Reb's idea every day as well. Richard decided that grocery floors had much better uses than getting dirty. He invented a material that you can place large advertisements on to put on the floors. Imagine going up an aisle in a grocery store and thinking about cookies. Then, all of a sudden, you see a 48-inch advertisement for a certain kind of cookie, and you look up, and there the cookies are. Richard called it the floor ad. With manufacturers desperate to get an advantage over their competitors and expose their brands more, Richard discovered the Florad was a simple idea worth millions. His company supplies Florads for names like Procter & Gamble, Kellogg, Kraft Foods, Nestle, Campbell's Soup, and ConAgra, just to name a few. His company ranked number 11 in the world for fastest-growing private company. His Florads are in over 200,000 locations, and Richard himself won the famed Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. I've got a great idea. Wouldn't you like to know? You probably can't bear it, so I guess I'll have to share it. I thought of it a moment ago. And when you laugh, be sure to laugh out loud, because it will carry all your cares away. So the beauty of this whole thing is I have learned more about the new world that we live in, where I'm so thankful for the printing press and that we have books, and that was a that was such a a great step for humanity. And then some other things changed, and the the brilliant minds that have brought to us the technology that's available to us now, and all these power tools. They allow you to not only select what you want to see and hear, but they allow you to produce what you would like to have others see and hear if they choose. Yes. You can't force them to. No, no. And and you never have been able to force people to. That's right. They they could always turn off the television, but mm-hmm. but if they were caught in the middle of something they were interested in watching, you know, 
Well, you, you might catch their attention. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, and again, that's, I, I don't want to say that it's not effective. It's still very effective. Mm-hmm. But, but now if the, the real answer is to generate something that people want to watch. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of advantages to this new world of, of uh, information that we live in where we can not only consume, but we can produce mm-hmm. information and content. When you said the word content, you know, uh, people who are familiar with media might just immediately understand what that is. But maybe we ought to define it a little better. Content, how would you describe that, George? What if, is content? If you're reading a magazine, content is the article. Mm-hmm. It is It is the mm-hmm. thing that you want to understand and learn about. You know, if you're watching a television program, whether for entertainment or to be educated, it's that piece of, it's the content, it's the movie, it's the program that you're watching. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, in, in, in public relations worlds, there are people have been trying for years and years to generate content, pitch it to um, outlet sources and, and be able to generate that as part of the story. And, and so there mm-hmm. are some people that, that will logically gravitate towards producing and manufacturing a story, telling something. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there, there's an, there's an entirely different industry that's involved in, okay, now there's, there are people gathering to read this story or there are people gathering to watch this or there are people gathering for, for you know, for whatever, for whatever purpose to, you know, for, it could be a basketball game. It could be, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's content. It's something that people want to go and gather and watch. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so what I'm saying is generate your own event, generate your own thing. It's free to distribute it. Mm-hmm. You, you need a, you need a, a camcorder and a microphone and a web connection yeah. and it's free. And you know what? If you don't have that stuff, you can probably still find a way to produce it even on whatever limited things you have. Yeah. All of these tools are so available. And again, just not so long ago, all of the, these tools were only available by the major companies or people who had mm-hmm. significant resources. It's just like the old days when the elite and the royalty were the ones who controlled the, the media. Right. And the distribution of the media. Yeah. The caution that you have to, that, that you've got to be careful is that now that everybody can communicate doesn't necessarily mean that all content is of equal value. <laughs> you know what, George? I went to a training last week about, I, I'm, I'm educating myself about Google AdWords, mm-hmm. okay? Because I realized that people who are looking for some niche things, for example, I just published a bedwetting ebook. Mm-hmm. So I've got this training program that helps parents to help their kids Stop bedwetting. Okay. Okay. Now, does everybody want that? No, but there are people who are going to search for it. The people who do know that they want it. You bet. And they're going to do a Google search on it and they're going to find it out. That's right. So I'm trying to teach myself how to get in front of them. Well, anyway, as I was in this seminar, the trainer, and you may know who he is because he's from Heber too. Uh, Parker Garlitz, do you know him? Boy. Anyway, I won't put you on the spot too much with that, but... Uh, Parker was teaching us about Google and he had a slide that had a picture of the CEO of Google. Mm-hmm. Okay. This man owns the internet. It's... <laughs> okay. Google can controls right. 70% of the market share of search engines. Correct. That is huge. It's, it's amazing. We're talking billions. Okay. So anyway, the CEO of Google was quoted as 
he said there's there's so many millions or billions or whatever of websites out there. And he said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, he said that in his opinion, something like 97% are what he categorizes as being a cesspool that contribute no meaningful content to the internet. Okay, now that's his opinion. Right. His opinion happens to matter if you want to get on a search engine, <laughs> right? <laughs> so what you're saying is true. There is an abundance of garbage out there. Right. But at the same time, people will selectively put themselves into categories. Let's take, for example... They'll sort themselves. Scrapbooking. Yeah. Okay. If, if you're big into scrapbooking, chances are you're going to subscribe to scrapbooking blogs. You're mm-hmm. going to look up scrapbooking content on the internet. And you know what? So is everybody else that shares that same passion of yours. That's right. And, and so now if, you know, I, I'm an old farmer. And so I, I think mm-hmm. about this and I, and I see the world out there kind of in terms of uh, livestock and fences, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden these demographics have self uh, they've filtered themselves into appropriate demographics based on their interests. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy. It used to be before you had this internet, people couldn't do that. How, how could you, how could you get in front of people who are passionate about civil war pins mm-hmm. or, or whatever it is you wanted to be, whatever your passion is. It's insane. That's like saying, okay, I'm going to the television station. I'm going to buy some prime ad time. I'm going to do this great little piece about Civil War pins, but I only want it to go to those people who are interested in Civil War pins. You can do that. Correct. It's irrelevant to everybody else. And so now, especially for small businesses, for people who have some type of a niche, some people who are looking for very specific information, hey, those people are already accumulated online. They're Mm -hmm. already gathering, and chances are, they're communicating with each other. They're blogging. Oh, you better believe it. They're talking. They're interacting. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, I don't look at this as a negative. I look at this as a huge positive. Wow, my mm-hmm. barrier to entry has gone down significantly, and my effectiveness now has gone up significantly. You're talking about marketing terms again, George. That's barrier terrible. to entry. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> well, a, a barrier to entry for a, for a Super Bowl ad is going to be the cost of not just placing the ad, but producing it. And yeah, the $1.2 million that it's going to cost you to do it. For, for 15 seconds. I mean, it's $3 million plus. And, and, then, mm-hmm. and that's, not, that's not even including getting the talent and getting the con- putting everything together. That's just, that's a just for one placement. Mm-hmm. So the barrier to entry is the cost to be able to participate in that forum. Now, if, if, you have okay. a, if you have a book on bedwetting or if you've got something that you're wanting to promote, you know what? People are searching those terms. You can, mm-hmm. you can find ways to interact with people who are relevant to you without getting it in front of the 99.9% of people who really don't care. That's right. You know, some people get offended by that, that some people aren't going to like what I'm offering. <laughs> you know, and I have to admit, George, I've been guilty of that. You know how there's this there's this urge, I think this innate human desire to please, to please other people. Well, you got to decide, especially in today's world, you got to decide, who do I want to please? 
Well, because you can't please everybody. And and the thing is, is is there's that's very generational as well. You look at the new, you look at the kids today. Look at their habits. Look mm. at their styles. Do they really care? what other people think about them to some extent. Now, everybody well, they do, but they're very specific about which people they care about. Right. Right. And, and so all of these tools play so much into that. I mean, I am absolutely amazed at the, we, we categorize my generation will categorize everything. You know, is this an email? Okay. This is a, this is a category now and I will communicate with email or is this a text message? And, and they're different. You know, the, the kids will, seamlessly flow between all of these technologies and they don't see them as technologies. They just see them as communication Um, because Mm -hmm. to them, it's not new. It's always been there. It's always been around and it's Mm -hmm. innate to them. It's just like communicating and talking at the water cooler was for us. Mm -hmm. That's right. That, that seamless flow. I think if we could all start to see communication is really what we're trying to accomplish is we want to either send or receive a message. That's what communication is, right? Right. And there's a variety of tools that we can use to do that. And uh, there's, I remember uh, somebody you'd probably remember back in Hebrew too saying, well, there's only really three sources of communication. There's telephone, telegraph, telewoman. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> telewoman was by far the most effective. Yeah, well, for the same reason that social media Correct. is effective today, yeah. because they're willing to share. Yeah, they they do, and we to spread the message. You know, and and Paul, we all love to be the one to find the next cool thing. We mm-hmm. love to break information. Wow, if we find if we find that perfect sushi restaurant, or if we find you know these are the most amazing shoes, they feel so great. We, we love to be the bearers of good news and be the discoverers of something that's good and of value. And when mm-hmm. we find that, we, we naturally want to talk about it. We naturally want to share. Mm-hmm. I think some of the, the brilliant marketing campaigns that are going on, that, and I see some of them. There, there was one that just came out a couple of weeks ago. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Chat to Text. It's a kind of a right. buzz right now. Yeah. It's just, you know, on these social networking sites, they've got a technology now that allows you to pull up a chat window and send a text message to somebody's cell phone. Right. Now, some of you out there might think, so? But there's a whole bunch of people who are thinking, cool. Yeah. You know, and it's at a low price. But the way that they're marketing it is that they're putting it out there and they're saying, if you like this, go share it with your friends. And if they sign up, you get a commission off of their sign up. It's only six bucks a month. So there's all these teenagers out there spreading the news like wildfire about this new technology. And, and, and that's the idea. The communication. People want to share stuff that they find engaging, valuable, something that adds value to their life. They're going to want to share it. Yeah. We, we, love, we love that stuff. You know, anytime, anytime you can bring something new to somebody else, we love it. And there are some people that chat to text is going to make a big deal for some people that really don't really care. Again, yeah. a lot of it really depends on what are you doing and how are you communicating. You know, it used to be the water cooler was the place to go. Mm-hmm. We'd sit around, we'd listen to stories, that's where we'd swap it all. But um, the water cooler now is chat to text or it's online or it's a text. It's message. the blogs. It's, it's all of that. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
If the pile of books you want to read is growing faster than the pile you have read, then Abundant Reading Systems can help you. After taking Abundant Reading Systems course, I dramatically increased my ability to expand my knowledge in a much more efficient way. My fastest test today was in 7,000 words per minute. I highly recommend this program from what I've seen it do for other people who've been through the entire program and from what I've seen in myself today. I've teamed up with Abundant Reading Systems to offer a single day intensive speed reading workshop that will at least double your reading speed, guaranteed. This belief started to grow inside of me that I thought, oh, I can really do this. I can read, you know, as fast as I let myself read and uh, ended up doubling my time, my speed reading time, which was really good. This is David Hinton, founder of Abundant Reading Systems. I want to personally invite you to join us for our next event. Visit AbundantReadingSystems.com now. Abundant Reading Systems, reading at the speed of imagination. Raising kids is one of the most challenging and rewarding experiences we can have in life. Your children didn't come with an owner's manual, so it's up to you to learn whatever will assist you in your role as a mom or a dad. Join me and my husband, Dr. Paul, for a free weekly discussion about all of the hot topics in parenting. Listen to what others are saying about these calls. By applying the things I've learned to the parental power calls, I'm finally becoming the mom I always thought I would be. I really like to use parental power as kind of like a reference book. So as I have concerns with my parenting, I like to be able to look up on the blog and then listen to whatever podcast seems closely related. So I like the variety of, of topics, the variety of age groups that are addressed. I'm on the parental power calls as often as I possibly can because I know I'm going to come away with something I can apply to being a parent that very day. Let us join your parenting team through Parental Power. Just send an email to Dr. Paul at liveonpurposeradio.com to register for the live calls. Or just check us out first through the link at drpaul.org. All of the previous calls are posted on our blog site, where you can also add your own input. Let's team up to start parenting on purpose. George, this has been a fun conversation for me, uh, especially because I'm just enthralled with this social media, with with the tools that are at our hands. And I know that there's probably some of you out there who are just thinking, oh, gosh, you know, there's so many things that I would do if I could. And I'm thinking maybe you could. Not only maybe could you, but how many lives can you bless? If you start doing this, George, I looked at one of your videos was, um, I think it was the iPhone one, and there's like, I don't know, six or seven million views of that video. Right. And everybody who watched it had an experience with it. Right. You created an experience for them because you were willing to go out there and do it. Well, when when we did it, we we intentionally created multiple experiences. Number one, at the time, it was a brand new machine and everybody's wanting one. So that was kind of, right. that was kind of a draw. Number two, um, after we blended that iPhone, um, we actually took the blended remains of that iPhone. We put it on eBay 
as an oh. auction. Tom said he was going to do that. Yeah. What's the rest of the story on that? They did. We did that. We put it on eBay. And uh, the first one, I think, went for somewhere in the neighborhood of $1,000 for, for a blended iPhone. For the iPhone remains. For the this duck. isn't even a working iPhone. This is eye smoke. Right. Don't breathe this. <laughs> Don't breathe. But people <laughs> loved it. They get, and, and now you've got something that millions and millions of people have seen. You look at the mm-hmm. views on YouTube, you see the 6 million views. Well, that's a drop in the bucket, really, to all of the other views that are out there. How many times, how many people were watching around that screen when it aired? You, you don't that's really right. know how, mu- how many people have downloaded it and put it on their own site, and, and you can never track that. But, and so mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, this dust has been viewed by millions and millions of people, so maybe it is valuable. But the, the next story that we created with that event and that experience is we actually donated the proceeds to a children's hospital. Oh yeah. So, so now all of a sudden you're creating a whole nother experience that people can talk about and can share. And it's Mm -hmm. a great story Mm -hmm. in the meantime, all the meantime, as far as I'm concerned as a marketer, people are talking about my product. They're talking Mm -hmm. about my brand. They're associating an emotional attachment with it. And Mm -hmm. this is all good. This is all what, what other companies have been paying millions and millions of dollars to accomplish in the past. Creating an experience for people. And here's, I want to extend that because it's a, it's a very specific kind of an experience that lifts and elevates. I mean, we talked about fun a little bit during the break and we were having fun here today. Fun is something that is in short supply in some people's lives. And they are going to value that if you can bring it to them. This is part of the brilliance of your campaign, I think, because it's just fun. Well, you know, when you when you find personal time and free time and you want to go and spend some time with somebody, who do you go to? Mm-hmm. Do you go to somebody who's always, you know, the world's terrible, everything, economy's in the toilet, my family hates me? Or do you mm-hmm. want to go with fun people, people that enjoy what they do and can go out and cut loose, exactly. have a good time. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not saying that, that you go and, and don't deal with the, the reality of life. But what I am saying is you can have fun in the daily things you do. You can have mm-hmm. a positive approach and you can have fun. I'll go back right back to Will at Blend. We could talk to people very seriously about blend cycles and we could talk to them very seriously about blade design and all kinds mm-hmm. of technical terms for blenders and they didn't really care. But all of a sudden, if you start to have some fun, okay, people can engage with that now mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. attracts people and they, they'll pass it along because it's fun. So we got to get to the so what part of this whole discussion. <laughs> this is obviously something that has benefited your company, Blendtec. Oh, it's revolutionized the company. It's you totally probably changed it. sold a gazillion blenders off of this campaign. Right. What the heck does this have to do with Joe Average? And Joe Average is actually a friend of mine. Okay. <laughs> Go to the blog, Joe Average Gets Fit. You'll see who I mean. <laughs> Glad you're listening, James. Anyway, what does this mean for the average person who's out there listening to this podcast and wondering, you know, I would go do this or that if I could, but I'm just not sure that I can. How do you want to translate this for them, George? What's your advice to those people? You are the guru of YouTube. 
Well, when I, when I look at uh, when I look at some of the things that that we have done effectively, you know, there there are a lot of businesses that sit on the side, and and you can apply this to a business, you can apply this to your own personal situation, status in life, but there are a lot of people standing on the sidelines saying, "Okay, this is this new tool. Do I want to engage? It's dangerous. Do I really want?" you know, to go out and to talk to people about mm-hmm. this stuff. It's, it, it's a little bit troubling. You know, if people are out there talking about me, do I want to engage with them? Sometimes, you know, we want to create this perfect shell around ourselves and create a, a world where everything is quiet and, and it's safe. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, that's an illusion. That's an illusion. The, the tools that we have today make it a little more transparent than it has been in the past. If people were talking in the water cooler about your products or your services, or you for that matter, you mm-hmm. didn't know about it, and chances are you'd never hear about it. And um, now they're talking online. You can engage with them, and you can influence the way they think. You can you can correct where information is wrong, or you can add value where where something else needs to be added. You can engage with it where before you just absolutely could not. That's power. You, you so, can't walk away from that. You can't ignore it. So you got to get past your fear of the power, your fear of the rejection that is for sure to come. There's people out there who think your videos are stupid, George. I know. I know. And you know what? And you're okay with that? I'm great with that. Okay. Because you know what? Good. I don't want to offend you. I allow them to comment on them. And right. they go and they'll comment on the videos. And and the fun thing about that is, is in the social media forums, other people can comment too. So if somebody yeah, says, absolutely. wow, you're an idiot. I can't believe you blended an iPhone. Other people will look at it and say, dude, that was the most awesome thing I've ever seen in my life. You, you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, people, other people can engage. Every comment is not of equal weight. And, mm-hmm. and just because somebody says something doesn't necessarily mean that that's a reflection of society in no. general. And, and so if mm. you truly embrace the social media, there's safety there because the, the other people will come to your benefit when, when you're being unright, unrightfully attacked or other things mm-hmm. that, are, that are not right. You now have other people that will come and say, no, this is right. I've seen it myself. I know that's not true. When you put it out there, you leave... You leave a place of comfort because you're no longer just kind of anonymously uh, quiet. We'll put it that way. Once you share your idea, your thought, your offering, your service, whatever it is, people will form opinions of it. Yeah. Which is what you want, really. Right. But that's what people fear, too, because some people aren't going to have the opinion that I wish they had of it. Right. Well, get over it. It's been one way communication in the past. I want to send something out. And if you don't like it, fine. Well, you know what? Now they can talk back. They can tell you they don't like it. Heaven forbid. Now, Mm -hmm. how is that bad information? If you're marketing services or products, how Mm -hmm. is that bad information to get opinions back? Mm -hmm. People pay a lot of money for voice of the customer surveys and some of those other things. Mm -hmm. Again, if, if you're off base, with, with your views or with your approach to life or something like that, just because there's transparency mm-hmm. um, maybe helps you. It can help mm-hmm. you. Well, if, if you'll receive it that way. And, and make sure that you put the appropriate weight with the appropriate message. Not every message is of equal value. You mm-hmm. need to determine who's important to you in your life, who are you going to listen to, who are you going to trust. Mm-hmm. That's right. And also trust that there are thinking people out there who will value the 
the good stuff that you're willing to offer to the world. And there are other people who won't, and that's fine. But trust that there are people who will value it, and if you don't offer it, they don't get it. Yeah. Everybody doesn't need a $399 blender. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's the entry-level blender. And, and everybody doesn't need it. Some people think that that's crazy. And, and you know what? That's okay. You don't need to get it. But if, if you will go and take a look at it and, and discover from a total value perspective, boy, this can really add value to my life. This can do things that other blenders simply can't do or, or engage and try to understand it. You'll take mm-hmm. it to a, new, uh, to a whole new level. But to, to begin, you have to have the brand. And that's, mm-hmm. that's really the success story of this is, is, is how do you build a brand? We could have a whole new discussion on um, translating that to your personal brand. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a company. It's, it's who you are and what you are. So think about, think about how that translates to a relationship, for example. Sure. Yeah. To a marriage, to a parent-child relationship, to, to uh, relationships that you have with your customers. Yeah. A brand is not what we say about ourselves. Mm-hmm. A brand is what mm. other people say about us, our company, or our services. Mm-hmm. That's and, right. And, and, that's, and that's what you really want. You want to influence people for the right reasons, for the good. You might not be communicating what you think you are. And that's where it's good to get that feedback. Oh, a little transparency. My wife is very good at that. You know, she, <laughs> my, my son, is. Yeah. Uh, he tells me all the time, he says, I can't. Why, why do people want to listen? I, get, I, I can't get you to shut up at home. He said, why do people want to listen to what you have to say? Right. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get it. No, you know, he just, uh, he's just a 16-year-old that's 10 yeah. feet tall and bulletproof, I guess. Oh, yeah. Well, we used to be that way, too. Yeah. <laughs> Life teaches you a lot of things, doesn't it, George? Oh, it's great. You know what? I want to make sure, it, it's probably totally obvious to people by now, how they can follow you. And what you're doing, uh, because some of what you've said is going to really click with some of some of our listeners here today, and I want to make sure that they have a way to uh, to receive what it is you're offering. The obvious one is, will it blend? Go watch George's videos online. <laughs> Just go to YouTube. You're gonna it, you can spend a couple hours. How many do you have up there? Now, 80, George? Eighty-four, I think, as of eighty-four, right now. and you can select all kinds of stuff. From yeah. from Nike shoes to uh, golf clubs to uh, glow sticks and the crowbar that one was kind of <laughs> clever, um, but make sure you watch Co Chicken. Co Chicken that's one of my favorites, George. Hey, you know it's actually pretty tasty. You know it's, yeah, it's, it's not, not so bad, bad, huh? Yeah, yeah, oh, fun. Go watch it; you'll understand. <laughs> so, is that the best way? Is there any anything else you'd like to share with our listeners about how to how to connect with you? I just say, I, you know. Yeah, obviously, love to see what you're doing. Well, love to hear your opinions. A lot mm-hmm. of ways to communicate with us. There's, you know, all of the social media tools. You've got Facebook, you've got um, Twitter, you've got all kinds of things, just even YouTube with comments, mm-hmm. or you can always just call Blendtec. But um, we love to communicate. And ask for George. <laughs> ask huh? for George, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, wonderful. But you are on Twitter, you're on Facebook. Right, uh, LinkedIn, you know, okay. all, all of these channels and you know, have some fun. Use these tools. We call them new social media tools. You mm-hmm. know what? In a couple of years, it's just going to be media. 
Yeah, and it'll be the old stuff because new stuff is coming out all the time. Yeah, hold on to your bootstraps. We're just getting started. <laughs> Buckle up. It's going to be a fun <laughs> ride. George, thank you so much for being here today at Live On Purpose Radio. You bet. My pleasure. It's been fun. Go out there and live on purpose, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs>